Welcome to the SOAP video series from Oak Tree Community Church in South Bend, Indiana. We're working our way through the first gospel, the gospel of Matthew, and we are so close to the end. We, we have are. only two weeks left this week and next week. We are. And yeah. uh, we're wrapping things up here. Yeah. So last week uh, was Jesus coming into Jerusalem uh, for the Passover, and he, of course, knew exactly what was going to happen. <laughs> and, and we talked that there was different kind of categories. Jesus came as a Messiah. Um, and then was rejected. So then he tried to um, bring in the Gentiles and also started teaching his disciples more. And now we're in the third phase. Yeah. And the third phase is really the last week yeah. of, of what's going on. So we saw Jesus came, would his kind of uh, operation, he would come into Jerusalem during the day, do whatever he was going to be doing, which was talking to the religious leaders, and then he would actually leave Jerusalem at night. Yeah, and because it wasn't his time. Right. Uh, and I think you even said, "And he's not stupid." Yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, because it, it made sense for him to do that. And but, you know, that's what he's doing, right? So now this is one of his last times going out. So this is right. going to be like Wednesday night. Okay. Okay. In chapters 24 and 25. Right. So just to set the scene on Passion yep. Week, we're about halfway through. Thursday is going to be, or Thursday night after 6 o'clock will be the Passover meal, the Last Supper, the betrayal, and then we'll get next time into, you know, Friday. So yeah, Thursday right. night and Friday, and right? Friday. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so he is really, uh, seems to be done sparring with the religious leaders. Yep. Now he's kind of turning inward, or this week, he's turning inwards to his disciples. Yeah. Right, and, and teaching them. And it's, what do we call it, the Avalet Discourse? Yeah, yeah, the Olivet Discourse, because they are on their way out of the, the, the temple grounds, out of Jerusalem, headed toward the Mount of Olives. Right. Okay. And so he's apparently on the mountain, you know, talking, yeah. talking, and talking to, them. to them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So one of the cool things you just said, okay, they're leaving the temple. In Jerusalem, the temple was the thing. Yeah. Right? If you go to Chicago, uh, you know, what's the thing? You know, Navy Pier. Navy Pier or whatever. The Willis Building or whatever we used to call it. Right? I mean, there's a couple big things. If you go to Jerusalem, it's the temple. That's the big one. And it's all about the temple. And interestingly enough, this isn't the first temple. Right. Right? Solomon Solomon built the first temple, and that temple was actually destroyed. Yeah. And that's when the nation of Israel was actually dispersed, yep. right? And went, went to Babylon. And 70-some uh, years later, they came back. Yep. And one of the first things they did was rebuild the temple. Yep. Maybe they didn't have those workers that they had with the first temple. Well, they certainly didn't right. have the money that Solomon had. And yeah, the exactly. And everything, right. 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 So, so... That temple, the grandeur of it, Solomon's was, quote, better. Yeah. Okay. Now, what's but, interesting, though, yep. is that King Herod yeah. had spent almost 50 years. Well, not, not Herod himself, but he started a remodel before Jesus was born. Right. That, you know, 30 plus years later was still underway. Yeah, you know, they yeah. were still. So these guys are going to a place that was different. Because these are young men, they would have been coming here for a large part of their life once a year, yep. and it would be changing year Every after year, year and yep. getting better, right? So they would be excited. Oh, yeah. what changes are in there? Yeah. Hey, look this at what year. this. Look. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're excited. And as they're leaving, they're like, "Oh, look at how great this is. This is great." Yep. And then Jesus just cuts, <laughs> just just tears them apart by saying. 
Yeah, it's all gonna. It's, it's all, all coming, coming down. down. <laughs> it's all coming down, and there's not gonna be one stone left on top of another. Yeah, it's like, what a bummer, dude. <laughs> and I, they just got quiet, right? And and then walked, and then later they came up to him and said, "When? Yeah, right. Tell me, yeah." And they had like three or four questions that they asked him. Yeah, when is this gonna happen? What are the signs that we should be looking for? And I don't know if that was specifically there for his coming, right? Because what yeah. they did is they assumed that that temple was going to stand there until he came in as Messiah to overthrow right. Rome and all this stuff. So when is it going to happen? And what is the sign of your coming in the end of the age? Yeah, because they're wrapping it all together into one yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and by the way, we've talked about two of the temples. Yeah. Right? So so, so we're, so we're going to call them, sorry, just yeah. sometimes in your Keep study going. Bibles or whatever, you're going to read Solomon's temple and Herod's temple. So Herod's yep. temple is the one that's standing yeah. right here at that yeah. point because he was the one who, you know, yeah, it was really Zerubbabel's temple, yeah. you know. And, and well, but whatever. you have to have a way to de- delineate them, yeah, right? right. So uh, about 30 years, 30-some years, yeah, about 37 after, years after later, Jesus's yeah. um, death and resurrection, Rome comes in and wipes out that temple. Yeah, right? and, second, and Jerusalem. So Jerusalem yeah. falls, the temple falls, and Jesus never answered that. You know, when is this going to happen? He never answered that question, right. but that's already been done. And there is no temple standing in Jerusalem today. Right, so... So the last temple from us was over two thousand years ago. Oh, or almost, 2000 yeah, years yeah, ago. almost two thousand. Right. Yeah. So, so no temple there, but the expectation is there'll be a third temple. Yes. And what are we calling that temple? So it depends on your worldview, <laughs> right? right? Okay, yeah. because the Jew, the Orthodox Jews, they call that Messiah's temple. They expect Messiah to come and build the next temple, and then that will be the temple in his kingdom. Right. Well, from Second Thessalonians, from Daniel, from the Revelation, we look at that and say, no, that's going to be Antichrist temple. That's the tribulation yeah. temple. And uh, yeah, that's not Messiah. <laughs> There's yeah. going to be a temple. There's going to be sacrifices again in the tribulation. Right. So in the future, we would expect a, another temple to be rebuilt. Yeah. There would be sacrifices. Um, then there would it would be desecrated. Yeah, he will bring those sacrifices, Antichrist, to an end, right? And desecrate the temple. Yeah, right. Um, then at some point we is the all the end times. I'm assuming at some point that temple gets uh, gets torn down. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. It'll be um, destroyed uh, by the second. Right. Coming. So, so yeah. that's the that's the third one. And then uh, is there a fourth temple? Yeah. So in the kingdom, in the millennium. Uh, the book of Ezekiel tells us about Jerusalem, the city, and the temple, and he lays it out for us. And there will be a fourth, and that will be the one that Messiah builds, yeah. right, for his kingdom. After the millennium, uh, Revelation 21 and 22 tell us there is no more temple in the, in the eternal state. Because you have the perfect lamb, you have Jesus himself yeah. is functioning as the temple, the presence of God is right yeah. there. Yeah. Cool. So we're expecting a f- total of four. Um, but the next one will be during the tribulation, which, and I know we're not there yet, but here in chapter 24, Jesus says, when you see the abomination of desolation talked about by Daniel, the prophet, that is the thing that desecrates the third temple, Antichrist's temple uh, during the tribulation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the disciples, like, like you said, uh, 
They ask when it when it's going to happen. He doesn't answer that. Right. But he does give them some signs. Yeah. Right? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? That's the one where he actually these next two chapters, the Olivet Discourse, are really sort of an answer to that question there. Okay. So some things he said was false teachers. Uh, coming in the name of Jesus or the Messiah. Yep, that's happening now. Have we never? We've. It's always been happening, yeah. right? right? Wars right. and rumors of wars. Yep. Uh, the end is still yet to come. Yep. There's always been wars. <laughs> yeah, but in recent days, we've really had the first two world wars right. where really it's everybody. So you can yeah, see that one. You know, maybe there. Yep. Right. Famines and earthquakes are beginnings of birth pains. Yep. So there have been more earthquakes um, from what I've been reading. There have been more earthquakes since 1900 uh, until now and higher death tolls from these earthquakes than any other time since Jesus said this. And so it's possible that this is sort of... uh, Because he says these are the beginning of the birth pains. This isn't really... Yeah, we're not, we're there, not yet. there yet. Yeah. So we can see some of this stuff is ramping up even today. Right. And it's always uh, impossible to know is this it? Yeah. Or no, we're is not this setting, just another sign. Yeah, yeah we're, we're not tomorrow, setting dates. Tuesday, though. Yeah, we're not <laughs> setting dates. We're not doing anything yeah. like that. But you can see even stuff like, you know, Israel has to be regathered as a nation for some of these things to happen. That means it couldn't happen before 1948 because they right. weren't regathered as a nation. Right. Well, now that's been done. We've right. had a couple of world wars. We're seeing some earthquakes. Yeah. So it's setting the stage right. without setting any dates. Yeah. Well, it could. Yeah. doesn't mean it will, but right. it could. Yeah. Right. And then also disciples will be persecuted and killed, but yep. we need to endure anyways. So now that, starting with verse yep. 9, you really are in the tribulation the period now. It's not That's not talking about today anymore. Um it's, there, there's a lot of similarities. One of the things that I teach uh, in the book of Matthew all the time is that similarity does not mean equality. Okay, Just because it looks similar doesn't mean it's, it's it exactly is. the same thing. Yeah. So back in chapter 10, Jesus is telling his disciples, you know, we're preaching the kingdom is at hand. Had Israel accepted them, all of the instructions in chapter 10 sound an awful lot like this, sound an awful lot like the Revelation. Well, it didn't happen in chapter 10, but here he's saying it will still happen in the future. This stuff is going to happen. Yeah. And and so there's so here's how we know this, because in verse 8, these are the beginning of the birth pains, but it's not the end yet. Verse 14, and then the end will come. So verses yeah. 9 to 14 is during that tribulation period. Okay. So we teach here at this church that there's a rapture yep. at some point. And depending on what church you attend, <laughs> uh, that rapture could happen before the tribulation, in the middle of the tribulation, at the end of the tribulation, yep. um, probably other places, yep. other places too. Uh, but, but for us, it is the church, which would be any Christian, uh, and, um, living or dead, yep. uh, would be taking up. Uh, Jesus comes down, gives a loud shout, trumpets, and uh, the dead the dead rise, and then uh, living Christians would follow. Um, so we wouldn't be part of all this, correct? Right? Because we we see the rapture 
as First um, Thessalonians says this multiple times, Jesus is rescuing us from the coming wrath. We're not destined to wrath. And the whole tribulation period is about God's wrath on punishing Israel, purifying Israel, punishing the Gentiles. It's the whole thing. Right. So that's really important when we're reading this because there's some bad things that are going to be happening. I mean, in the, in these chapters. Yep. And then later we'll see, oh, it doesn't apply to us. Right. Right. Yeah. So remember, the church doesn't exist yet at this point. Right. So even though Jesus has dropped a little bit of breadcrumbs about, you know, I'm going to build my church, you know, whatever, uh, the the apostles don't know anything about the church yet. So they would not have understood if there was any church stuff in here, they wouldn't be able to understand it. Right. But they understood it perfectly because a lot of this stuff has already been prophesied in the Old Testament. And Jesus is is confirming it, adding a little bit of detail, adding some timeline to it. But here in chapter 24, there's a there's a section that says, you know, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in you know the end times. Uh, one will be taken, another left. One woman will be grinding, another left. Right. That sort of thing. Right. So, so everybody it's thinks think that it's a rapture. Is the rapture. Right. The thing is, though, is that at the days of Noah, the people who were taken away were not those in the ark. They were the ones outside the ark. They were taken away to judgment. And the ones inside the ark were saved. That's exactly opposite of the rapture. At the second coming... The, the the those who were taken away and the others left are taken away to judgment. So that's not the rapture at all. Yeah. We don't want to be part of that, right? right. So yeah, this, there's there's nothing in here about the church. This is about the tribulation, especially starting in verse 15 is the second half of the tribulation, starting with the abomination of desolation that Daniel yeah. talked about, that Paul talks about in Second Thessalonians. Yeah. So, well, along those same lines, one one of the things that I understood previous that doesn't seem to be right anymore uh, was that we need to take the gospel to all the nations, which that part is true. But after it's taken to all the nations, then the end times will come. Yeah, there's something similar being said here. Yeah, but but it's different, right? So so if the rapture has already happened, somehow the people that are remaining have to understand who Jesus is, who, yep. who God is, and then that gospel is preached to the whole world. Yeah. Now, we had some discussions that it's, it's a slightly different gospel. Yeah. So so what, what's going on there? So one of the things we've got to be careful of is that when we say there's a different gospel, yeah, you know, Paul's the same. You know, Paul said, you know, if anyone comes to you with a different gospel, you know, <laughs> right. so that's not what we're yeah. saying. Well, Paul's yeah. Paul Thank is talking about a different. Well, but it is a yeah. it is you know Paul said Paul's talking about a different gospel of Jesus, a different way to be saved. That's not what we're talking about here. The word gospel simply means good news. What he says here is that is the gospel of the kingdom. It's not the gospel of salvation. It's not the gospel of the cross. It's the gospel of the kingdom, which is exactly what John and Jesus preached at the beginning of this book. Right. Repent, because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yeah. Well, that's not true today. The kingdom is not at hand. It's not nearby. Right. right? But once the tribulation starts, then there's a no, countdown it's... to the kingdom. So it will be at right. hand again. So the good news of the kingdom will be able to be preached again. Now, the repent part at the beginning of Matthew, could not include the cross. Right, because it wasn't there It yet. hadn't happened yeah. yet. 
but now the repent part has to include the cross because so so from a salvation standpoint nothing changes it's always been by grace through faith it's always been believing in what god said so the message is repent the kingdom is near yep all right. And that's the gospel of the kingdom. And when that reaches the whole world, which the book of the Revelation tells us how it's going to happen. Right. When that reaches the whole world, then the end can come. Right. So so uh, book of Revelation has um, a lot of the bad things that are, that are going to happen. Matthew has some yeah. in there. It does not that they're being glossed over, but that's not the intent of, of what what's on here no and and right. it's jesus it's it's not even just just matthew but you know mark and luke you know have yeah they're you know, shortened version shortened version yeah. of it but you know jesus is is quoting from daniel he's referring to ezekiel you know yeah. some of these other prophets so. yeah but but as you're reading check out how much nature changes yeah <laughs> right the sun and moon are going to be darkened yep Yep, that's um, Joel chapter 2, by the way. Yeah, stars will fall. Yep. Uh, no idea what that looks like. Um, then we find out some information about Jesus. Um, Jesus, the Son of Man, is going to appear as a Messiah in yep. heaven. Somehow it seems like everybody's going to be able to see him. Yep. Right, again, no idea how that works. And just to, by way of reminder, I know I've said this before, but anytime you read Son of Man in reference to Jesus, especially in, in eschatology, end time stuff, that's directly out of Daniel chapter 7. He is calling himself the Messiah. It's not a term that has anything to do with the church. It has everything to do with Israel and her Messiah. So it's just okay. another confirmation of what this passage is about. Okay. He's, it says that he will gather his elect from four winds. Yeah. So what's going on? Well, you know, the four corners of the earth is is a, is a, an idiom for the entire earth. Right. In the context, the elect... When you when you have the old when the Old Testament is your only context, in the Old Testament, Israel was the elect. It's very right. simple. So when he said that I will gather the elect, my elect from what his disciples heard was he's gathering Israel, which is exactly what Ezekiel said is going to happen. He's going to gather Israel. He's going to pass them under the shepherd's rod. He'll judge them. In chapter 25, we'll see that the Gentiles will also be judged. Okay? And and that's a fulfillment of Joel 3. Yeah. So. Yeah. So people can get freaked out about this. Yeah. Uh, people can get obsessed with it. Yeah. Uh, but the, the obvious question is, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Yep. And I think our job doesn't change. Right, no. Right? Our job is to take the gospel message forward, and and that's what needs to be done at, at all times. Yeah, yeah. In chapter 25, there are a couple of parables, and again, they're about Israel awaiting the coming of Messiah, right? So we'll skip over those because, you know, it's it's not about us you know the parable yeah. of the talents is not about how i use my talents for jesus or whatever yeah. right. are there principles that are similar yes yeah. but similarity does not mean equality right right the end of chapter 25 is important because sometimes that's misapplied to the church you know you didn't do it to the least of these you didn't do it to me you know yeah. the problem is is two things number one in verse 31, it says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory with the angels and he sits on his glorious throne. Son of Man is Messiah, sitting on his throne is the kingdom. Okay? It's not the church, it's not the rapture. So let's right. frame the, the conversation. Secondly, if these things, if you do, didn't do it to the least of these, my brethren, you didn't do it to me, 
the people who didn't do these things go to the lake of fire. So if that applies to the church, that means if our church doesn't have a food pantry, right. we go to hell forever. Right. If we're not clothing people, if we're not feeding people, if we're not helping the homeless. So hell is based on whether Works. we have a food pantry. Yeah, right. So again, that's not yeah. what it's talking about. The least of these, my brethren, in the context of the Gentiles, are the full, has to do with the fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who treat you lightly. When Jesus comes and judges the Gentiles coming out of the tribulation, the question is, how did you treat the Jewish people? When the entire world, when Satan is killing them, when Antichrist is against them, how did you treat the Jewish people? Because how you treat them is how you're treating me. Your actions reflect your view of me. And so it's not, oh, you get into the kingdom because you did good works. It's not salvation by works. It's still what you did to them is how you're treating me. And um, it's, a, it's still a heart thing. And so those who supported the Jews, who treated the Jews, much like in the Holocaust, right? Okay, hid the Jews, you know, right. the whole or thing, didn't. or right. didn't, that showed their heart. And those who helped the Jewish people get into the kingdom... Because it's the Jews' kingdom. It's the kingdom that was promised to the Jewish people. So they're welcomed in. And those who didn't, they show that they've rejected Messiah, and they go to the lake of fire. Okay. All right. It's not that hard yeah. when, <laughs> when you frame it in the right context. Right. And that's really the thing. If you read the church here, if you see the church in this passage, it's because you brought it with you. I did. <laughs> no, not you, but no, I no, mean just No, I did. <laughs> and then and then um I think in, in twenty-five it finally hit me. Wait, I'm not even here. Right. <laughs> and I had to back up into twenty-four going, I'm not here either. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's kind of amazing. Yep. And it's just part yeah. of the it's part of the we, we, we use the term the hermeneutic, the 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 process, the method by which we interpret scripture. You have to frame it in its context, and you have to frame it in its historical context as well. Right. And when you do that, it really makes it a whole lot easier to, to understand. Yeah. Yeah, so we're kind of back to where we started, right? We started with saying what Jesus was doing, and he was uh, focusing on the Gentiles, and now he's focusing on his disciples. Yep. And this was him talking to the disciples. Yeah, and answering their question, yeah. right? What's the sign of, the, of your coming? Right, here it is. This will be the right. sign of my coming. Yeah. Which, so, going back to last week, Jesus said, you won't see me again, Jerusalem, until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Right. Chapter 24 shows what that looks like. When they see the sign of the Son of Man in the heavens, they will actually say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Right. And he will rescue right. them. Yeah. Good place to stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of end time stuff there, uh, really interesting. As always, if you have questions, if we glossed over something and uh, you're like, I really didn't get that, could you say it again? That's fine, just ask. You know, Shoot us a comment or an email or something. We'd love to, to help you understand that a little bit better. Um, next week, we'll bring the whole thing to a conclusion, right? The last yeah. couple of days of Passion yeah. Week. It's the last three um, chapters next And week. last three chapters next week. And uh, so read this, enjoy it, work through it slowly, ask questions if you have any, and then we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs>